Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Rob Port here on WDAY. Your call in number 701-293-9000, You can email me, talk at WDAY.com. We um, heading into the weekend, cold temperatures ahead. The Dakota Access Pipeline uh, issues continue. And you know what one of the um, one of the things a lot of people are struggling with is some of the uh, intimidation some of the um, so, so people targeting other people and I, it's it's really gotten ugly on social media I, I'm actually dealing with right now uh, some of my my Facebook posts have been, I, I guess, people are flagging them as, as spam. I, I've been kind of targeted, and, and some of my Facebook posts are being blocked. Um, certainly, businesses have been have been targeted, and it's it's been unfortunate. And, and a lot of people who don't even really have a position one way. I mean, obviously, I'm an outspoken guy. I have you know my positions on on the issue, but but sometimes even people who don't necessarily have a have a position who are just sort of caught in, in, in the crossfire and they're being put in some bad places. My, my guest right now is Josh Churchill. He's the general manager of the comfort Inn in Bismarck. And he had a recent um, interaction with, with some of the activists in the state for the Dakota access pipeline who were staying at his hotel. First of all, Josh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Good afternoon, Rob. I understand that you're a, you're a veteran yourself. Uh, before we, I, I just want yep. to preface this. I'm a this. combat veteran, served in 03 to 04 in Iraq. Okay. And uh, you know what we were accused of, unless you want to cover it. Uh, well, here let's <clears> well, let's get into that. But first, th- thank you, thank you for your yep. service. We talked yep. earlier, and, and and the situation was that you had some guests staying in your hotel, some right. of your staff, and 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 also at your hotel you have guests that are both against the pipeline. And 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 also some of the folks who are National Guard or law enforcement who yeah, are down there working working the protests, <laughs> right? Um, right. Your your establishment not taking a position on on the pipeline. One another. You're Correct. there to serve people on all sides. Correct. But you had a situation with with some of the protesters that led to you throwing them out, and now your business is being targeted. First of all, t- right. tell us what happened. Well, what's being circulated, and I've read word for word that we forcibly removed um, a group of people, including a veteran, into a North Dakota snowstorm. Um, how that was described is completely incorrect to begin with. Um, secondly, and on, on the basis, what was, was being claimed is on the basis of them being water protectors or anti-DAPL uh, um, activists, also untrue. We have always, <clears throat> I believe this protest and this movement has been going on for the better part of a year. This is the first instance or incident that we've, we've encountered. Um, we have and always will welcome um, every political persuasion, uh, every person that has a viewpoint or a different viewpoint on, on the DAPL issue. We have housed, <clears throat> excuse me, we have housed uh, members of law enforcement, uh, members of the National Guard, pro-DAPL individuals, anti-DAPL individuals, oftentimes at the same time. Right. And, you know, I'd mentioned earlier that the level of tension that sometimes exists in this building is uh, is incredible. 
and we have a 148-unit hotel. And so a lot of times there are a lot of people in-house. And so, for example, you know, I, I can walk into the breakfast room some mornings, and you can see two people sitting 10 feet away from each other, and you can just detect the tension or, you know, between individuals there. And, um, you know, you have one person in that room thinking the other person uh, is committing human rights violations, and that person thinking the other is a terrorist. And here they are. And this is happening at nearly every hotel in the city. We're all dealing with this. And so we are stuck in a, in a, a dynamic situation where um, we're trying to prevent conflict. So our tolerance for um, situations and behavior that may cause conflict has gone down with the tension rising. And that's to protect our guests, and like I said, on both sides of the issue. And uh, what occurred here is we had a guest um, staying with us. Uh, there was one adult registered in the room. As it turns out, there were more people in the room uh, than were registered. Uh, apparently one is claiming to be a veteran. That individual was not registered to the room. Um, and uh, I had two staff on that floor near the room, and they were working on, on different things. And one of the individuals in the room, one of the occupants, opened the door and apparently was propped open. There was an exchange between that occupant and another occupant in the room regarding vandalizing a police vehicle. They mentioned the county specifically. Um, uh, and so two of the staff came to me out of concern that this occurred. And we are extraordinarily busy at the hotel day-to-day um, on, you know, an array of things. Just trying to run a hotel in general is... is uh, it's difficult. Sure. But um, this was brought to my attention. I reacted quickly to it, and I asked the guests to leave the building. And, again, I had no reason to question our staff, uh, one of which has been with us for 10 years. Um, they don't have a political viewpoint one, one way or another. And I uh, had no reason to question it, and I asked the guests to leave the building. Um, and that became, and as a matter of fact, um, our checkout time is at 11 a.m., and these people left without incident, but they left at 12.30 p.m. So I didn't bother the uh, guests after that point, and I left it alone. I, I wanted them to be able to secure accommodations elsewhere, uh, primarily due to the weather situation, and they did. And so to say that we forced – sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're a busy guy. You're working. That's Wait, fine. going here. Yeah. But um, – to make the accusation that we forcibly threw out a veteran because of his uh, political viewpoint on uh, the DAPL project is a stretch, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. And it's extraordinarily disheartening to me because being a combat veteran, having the relationship we've had with the North Dakota National Guard for as many years as I can remember, uh, we've been given award after award after award hanging in our lobby. And we, we are going to reactivate our Facebook uh, soon, we had to deactivate it due to the, being inundated with uh, negative, you know, posting and remarks. When I, but um, I will, we will be posting pictures of the, the various awards that we've received over the years, and um, yeah, the National Guard, the National Guard, and the Veterans Affairs Department are standing behind us, and we need to make it clear where we stand on this, and especially with regard to the veterans, because now 
once you use that word, it's amplifying what we're being accused of. And that's the problem we're finding ourselves in now. Do you yeah, I understand find it, other local businesses? Go ahead. It's 701-293-9000 if you want to join the program, 888-970-9329. Do you find it, I mean, because obviously this incident happened, um, one side of, of this political debate has since gone out and I guess crafted a narrative that's convenient for them and, and they've directed people to, I guess, take it out on you online. Has it shown up? I mean, have other people visited the hotel and, and uh, you know, spoken with you or done other things in the hotel? Have you been getting phone calls? I mean, how, how, how what has the impact been? Uh, my phone's been ringing off the hook. And, uh, you know, the Internet obviously serves a good purpose, you know, 90% of the time. But, uh, like you said, when you have people out there that are trying to feed a narrative, um, they're going to do what they can. These people were from out of state. So, you know, one can assume that, given what's happened here, that this is, you know, they're most likely professionals at this, especially given how fast it's spread across Facebook and other social media outlets. But, yeah, I, I have received um, countless phone calls. I'm calling everyone back personally so I can set the record straight. And every person I've talked to is very appreciative of the phone call. And... Uh, you know, for a genuine response to the issue. But um, that's really the only way that <clears throat> I feel that we can we can correct the situation is by contacting individuals. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and to be clear, yeah, and, and to be clear, I mean, the hotel's not taking a side. You're just there to no. rent rooms to people who want to stay in your hotel, and you're going to enforce a policy uh, to make sure that nobody is, is you know, that, that all your guests are, are comfortable and, and you're not harassing one another. Um, certainly unfortunate, and there, there's been other businesses like this. I mean, as, as a member of the Bismarck, and, and this will be the last question, as a member of, mm -hmm. of the Bismarck Mandan community, I mean, are, are other buzz business owners going through this? I mean, what have you seen? What have you heard? There is another local business that I, I made uh, contact with, and that, that escalated to the point where their uh, corporate headquarters had to make a announcement uh, because they have a national presence and um, or uh, stores nationwide, and they had to make a uh, from the corporate end of it a national announcement um, explaining their policy and essentially um, well, clarifying what their policy is. And it you know that policy did not involve uh, restricting products to um, individuals that are are participating in these uh, protests. Well, so there are businesses going going through it, and I know other people yeah. in the hotel business whose Facebook pages are are being uh, inundated with with accusations about racism and whatnot. And uh, I think it's only a matter of time before uh, other businesses are targeted, especially since it seems like more people are gravitating to Bismarck as time goes on here. Well, certainly as the, as the weather shifts, um, I, I think as that's definitely, shifts. yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, Josh, thank you for coming on. I know it's not easy for somebody in a position like yours sometimes to speak out about this because, again, your goal is you just want to run a business and serve the public. And, and the last thing you want is, is to provoke controversy. Um, but, unfortunately, controversy sometimes just finds us out. Josh, thanks for your time. Appreciate right. it. Thank you, sir, for giving us a moment to explain ourselves, okay? 
Absolutely. More to come straight ahead. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. I mean, do you think this is right? And it's by the way, it's not just the Dakota Access Pipeline protest. This is something that our society is doing more and more where we lash out. uh, We get mad about something. and, and, And it's not just enough to be critical. It's not just enough to to lodge a complaint and then move on with your life. We've got to destroy businesses, or we got to try to, to hurt or, or or get people fired or what have you. What what why why is that? And and it seems to be happening in the internet age more than ever before. What do you think? Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Rob Report, WDAY seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. What is it with Americans today and being unable to just accept that they disagree with somebody? And I'm, I'm not talking about everybody, but there are a lot of people out there. And it's it's not necessarily just politics, although politics is probably, if not if not the large, biggest motivation, certainly one of the biggest. Why it is that when people disagree with one another, we can't just... We can't just leave it at, I disagree with you. It's also, we have to destroy this person. And and I, I, it has been very prominent during the Dakota Access protests because it's been happening a, a lot where, where people who are posting comments, uh, being critical of the protesters, and, and and to be fair, sometimes posting downright crude and, and offensive comments, critical of the protesters, um, the protesters going after their, their livelihoods. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have been contacted by private individuals who have had their employers contacted because they posted critical things about the pipeline protests. And, and, and often things that, though certainly a, a provocative point of view, do not rise to the level of of racism they're not making blanket statements about native americans or anything like that they're just they're just being critical they're they're expressing a point of view and somebody is contacting their employers trying to get them fired we just heard from a business owner in the bismarck mandan area who whose business is now under siege in in some ways uh, because he made a decision to evict a group of people that were talking about vandalizing a law enforcement vehicle he became concerned that they weren't going to be in the uh in the hotel peacefully so he expelled them from the the business and now they're under fire we just heard that that ace hardware uh in bismarck uh, was supposedly wasn't selling propane to the protesters uh and so all of a sudden uh we've got this this national upcry their business name gets drugged through the mud and I, I I don't understand that that impulse is, is is it that we all have this this new power now to to make things go viral on the internet is is that it I mean we're all we're all sort of drunk on our own power to, to publicize things I mean it used to be if you wanted to publicize something uh, you know you had to be a radio host you had to have a newspaper column you had to like own a newspaper or own a radio station and there weren't a lot of people who had that sort of access so in order to do it I mean if, if there were other people who, other people who were gatekeepers to 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 accessing mass communication, and now any anybody can mass communicate. Uh, every anybody can you know reach an audience of potentially millions with their smartphone. And has it has it turned us all into bullies? 
And I'm, I'm and I'm not I'm not talking about I'm not talking about being critical. I'm, I'm not talking about right. I mean, because we all, we all have free speech, and I I don't consider being critical of of a business or or being critical of of a politician or a political point of view or a group of pet protesters or what have you. I don't cr- consider those things bullying. Uh, I do consider it bullying if you go to the point where somebody expressed a political point of view. And now you're going to try to embarrass them. Now, now you're going to go out and try to ruin their career, right? And and the funny thing is, is that is that all of these, at least when it comes to like political discussions and, and things like that, all of these social media platforms have have tools through which you can block or mute people who maybe you find offensive or you just think they're jerk. I mean, you can block them. You don't have to. You don't have to attack them. You don't have to try to get them fired. So. Why are so many people doing this? I, I don't I don't understand the impulse. Um, I, I, I think in some ways social media is turning us into a more a more populist country all the time. Maybe that's why we have a, a populist who just got elected president. And and populism I, I think goes hand in hand in a lot of ways with, with bullying, right? I mean it's it's sort of the, the mob flexing its muscle and it, it seems to be people are wanting to people wanting to to flex their muscle and and to intimidate and and to hurt people they disagree with that seems to be what people use social media for a lot and i don't think it's a good thing 701-293-9000-888-970-9329 hey we're gonna get some news and then we'll be right back you're listening to the rob report on wday don't go away welcome back rob report wday you know it's it's, it's a weird political world we're living in in 2016. Just uh, so much so much weird stuff. You know, I, I remember at the end of 2015, uh, people ask me all the time how the blog's going. And a common question I get is, how, how do you find stuff to write about all the time? What are you going to do? And, and so at, two, at the end of 2015, a lot of people were telling me, you know, and, and I... I believed it. I mean, I, I felt this way, too, that, that 2015 was going to be kind of a boring year for those of us who write and talk about politics in North Dakota because it didn't look like a lot of the races were going to be very competitive. Um, but then we had a very competitive uh, pr- uh, pr- you know, primary in the Republican gubernatorial race uh, between Doug Burgum and uh, Wayne Stengem. We had the Donald Trump phenomena at the national level. Uh, we have the Dakota Access thing, and and Heidi Heitkamp just arrived at Trump Tower uh, today, which in and of itself is bizarre. I mean, the, the idea of Heidi Heitkamp going to meet with President-elect Trump is not something I ever thought I'd be writing about, but I also didn't think I'd be writing the headline that Heidi Heitkamp was at Trump Tower riding the elevator with the naked cowboy. No kidding. The naked cowboy. Video at sayanythingblog.com if you want to check it out. we got a caller on the line. Ryan, what's up? Hey, Rob, uh, just a couple of things that I thought of. I, and, and one is, you know, talking about, uh, you know, n- no side is, is guiltless as far as, you know, going after the other side from a business standpoint. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but, but there's a huge distinction there. <laughs> uh, usually when you have more of a right-wing thing, it's, it's, you know, boycott this or boycott that and try to hurt them financially. I think there's even, a, if I remember right, there's a breakfast cereal, cereal company right now that's under attack or uh, uh, maybe a beverage be. I don't uh, know. company I, as well. Yeah. But, but here's the big distinction. There isn't a group of white right-wingers outside the corporate headquarters 
where there's police on hand worried that there might be a shooting or some sort of violent act. That's the difference here. You know, if they were only going to call for uh, economic or, you know, a boy, you know boycott this certain hardware right. store, this certain Fine. hotel chain, that's one thing. Right. But to now put all these hardware stores and these hotels, they're on high alert because they might get some crazy in there shooting up the place. I mean, that's a huge distinction. I, I, I think you're right. I, I think there very much is a difference in the intensity at, at times. And listen, I, I think boycotts are kind of silly. Um, and, and especially, I, I think sometimes it might be a little bit less uh, on the conservative side because conservatives, when it comes to, you know, are, are, are you going to boycott some business or, or particularly like in the entertainment world, right? If conservatives boycotted every musician or actor or director or whoever who had politics that they didn't like, conservatives would never watch movies or anything, right? I mean, so it's right, just something. Right. And I mean, I don't care. I love Stephen King. I love his books. I love a lot of his movies. I love his book recommendations. I follow him on Twitter because he recommends books on there, and I think it's great because it helps me find cool new things to read. Uh, but I hate the guy's politics. You know, I, I can't stand it. So when he, you know, but I, I put out, you know, he tweets something. I kind of roll my eyes at it. And I move on with my life because I think otherwise, aside from the fact that he and I don't see the world the same way in terms of politics, I think he's a hugely talented guy. I think he's an American treasure. I'm so glad he's still writing books. Um, and, and so I, I think conservatives are in that position a lot more often than than the left is, and it, it has gotten very ugly. And, and you're right. No one side has again, a monopoly. One side is saying, hey, we want to hurt your pocketbook. The other one is, not only do we want to hurt your pocketbook, we want to fine you, we want to send you to jail. If you won't make our cake, we're going to try to get you put in right. jail. Or, you know, right. There's a huge distinction there. And oh, we're, yeah, we're all, all of a sudden, I, I don't... I don't right into another point I'm going to make is, I'm fascinated by a lot of the moderate liberal, maybe even liberal friends that I've had on Facebook that they're finally seeing the light that, 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 that there's so much of the left's agenda is not based on any facts at all. And when you try to bring up facts, no, you know, no one wants to hear it. And I'm just fascinated to see some of my Facebook friends. Now, I'm not saying they're turning right-wing left or right-right wing, but they're, they're definitely seeing that, that there's a lot of you know, lack of facts and lack of logic on the left side, typically. Yeah. Although, you know, they would probably say the same thing about the right. And I'm, I'm not here to necessarily say I, – I, I do think that there is a difference in intensity. And, and I think sometimes sometimes for the left it becomes a blood sport. And particularly with the pipeline protesters, it has gotten very, very ugly to, to the point of being indefensible. Thank, thanks for the call. Uh, you know, even even to the point where – I mean, if you want to, if you want to, like, peacefully demonstrate outside of a business that you don't like for whatever reason, I may not agree with you. I may think it's a silly waste of your time. But there's nothing wrong with peaceful demonstration, lawful demonstration. There's nothing wrong with making a choice not to patronize a certain business for whatever reason. If you don't like the color of their logo or you don't like the politics of the CEO or you just don't like their prices, that's your choice. And you should be allowed to make those choices, and that's great. That's why we live in a free country. I just don't understand, and particularly on Facebook, where we're going after – some random guy makes a comment and says, you know, I, I think the pipeline processors are, are, are idiots or something like that. And next thing you know, he's got people calling his business trying to get him fired. Um, that's that's wrong. 701-293-9000, Another caller, Frank, you're up. What's going on? Uh, hey, Rob. I've uh, been listening to all of this media around and, and all of this. I'm wondering why. 
We have not heard from the wife of Dean Bresciani, the one who was driving around in the government vehicle for personal use. I'm wondering why we have not heard from her. Boy, I don't know. Thanks for the call, Frank. Um, I don't know. I don't know what Dean Bresciani has to do with what we're talking about right now. So that's a little out of the blue. Uh, 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Uh, there, there's a lot of this going out on out in the world. And, and I, I think sometimes I think it's important that we engage people we disagree with. I think it's important that we listen to the other side and, and, and try to understand where other people are coming from. Uh, but if it reaches a point where you're considering, uh, you know, I, I've got to hurt, you know, I, I you know, I, I want to try to like damage somebody's reputation or I want to try to get them fired or something, just block them. Right, just mute them. Do do something else. That sort of stuff's not constructive. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. Email talk at wday dot com. Amy's up next. Amy, what's up? Hi, I'm just wondering. You know, I'm listening to all of the Dakota Access Pipeline, and I'm wondering. You know, the main issue is I want to ask you: Do you drink water? Of course. And you're not at all concerned about your water being. Um, no, I live in I live in Minot, and I live downstream from at least two pipelines that cross uh, actually closer uh, to my water intake than the Missouri River uh, would would where this pipeline would cross to Standing Rock's intake. And I also think it's interesting. You know, everybody makes a big deal that that the pipeline. Uh, you know, they say the pipeline was originally going to move north, go north of Bismarck, and the white people rejected right. it, which is not true. Uh, the people of Bismarck were never asked about the pipeline. It was one route that was considered. It was rejected for multiple reasons, uh, having to but do Bismarck with the, uh, because it was because it was longer. Uh, you're wrong. Because the pipeline would have been longer. It would have had dozens more crossings. Also, if they took the more southerly route, they could co-locate it with an existing pipeline uh, for, I, I think, some 50, 60 miles. So it was rejected for a number of reasons. But what I think is interesting is that nobody talks about the fact that, that this Dakota Access Pipeline crosses the Missouri River uh, in the western part of the state 14 miles from the city of Williston's water intake. So the idea that the, the pipeline is just, uh, you know, that they moved it south because they... That's when you consider that the pipeline is 14 miles away from Williston's water intake. Why doesn't anybody well, talk about that? Right. The other thing is, I want to ask, have you been out there? You know, I hear all this about protesters, and, you know, I've been there, and they are very peaceful, unarmed protectors of the water. Boy, that, that, doesn't, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't drive with the videos that the protesters themselves put up. I mean, we can see them throwing have rocks. Have you been there? Have you been there? No, I personally have not been there. I personally have, and okay. I have been. And how does how does how does that change factually? I mean, because I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to suggest that somehow what I have to say about the pipeline or the factual things that I report about the pipeline don't matter because I wasn't there, which is a very convenient thing to do. And yet, everything I write is 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 factual. I mean, if you think something's unfactual, you think I've gotten something wrong, by all means, well, tell me, and we can have a discussion on about since it. April, and it's right. been a media blackout. No one has. I don't understand. We haven't. Uh, there, there's been nothing in the state of North Dakota this year that has seen more articles and more time spent on it by more journalists, both in the recently. state and nationally, yeah. than the Dakota accident. No, not re well. Since August, since it really heated up, 
Yeah, since August, it has gotten a huge amount of attention. I've written extensively about it. Uh, my my uh, colleagues at Forum Communications have written extensively about it. The Bismarck Tribune has covered it. T- radio's I mean, covered it. Television's covered it. It's not Iraq. We're this is 2016. The way that the military is is coming at these people. The military is not coming at this. The not once, not once has the National Guard been on the front lines of this. Not once. Law enforcement has been on the front lines, and not once. Has the has law enforcement ever advanced on the protesters except when the protesters are doing something illegal like blocking a highway or squatting on private land where they were not welcome, trespassing or lighting fires or lighting construction equipment? That's not a peaceful protest. Blocking a highway is not a peaceful protest. Lighting construction equipment on fire is not is law enforcement have blocked the highway. Not the protesters. Law enforcement right now, has the right. The it is it is legal. It is legal for law enforcement to block the highway. It was not legal for the protesters to build a roadblock across the highway. And by the way, when they built their roadblock, Highway 1806 was open. Law enforcement had to repeatedly close it because the protesters wouldn't get off the road. And you know what law enforcement didn't want? They didn't want somebody coming down Highway 1806 at 60 miles an hour, coming over a hill, and then mowing into a bunch of protesters. Because it's idiotic to stand in middle of a, stand in the middle of a highway. Thanks for the call, Amy. Let's go. Let's move on to the next caller, uh, Samuel. See, some people just want to make things up, and that's that's people like Amy just want to make things up uh, and and pretend like uh, like like if if they just keep repeating the same things over and over again, then they could be right. But they're not right. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. Real quick, Samuel. Then I gotta take a break. What's up? Uh, well, I just want to say I've also been attacked by some of these cyber bullies for trying to defend my opinion as well. Uh, I know how you feel. I saw on your page there was one gentleman who uh, called me a Nazi for trying to say that some of the things being reported by forum communications might be just slightly erroneous because I think both sides should be represented. But I, I was called a Nazi. Well, I can't believe it. They also called me a Nazi. I can't oh. believe it. Oh. <sighs> Well, it takes all types, folks. I'm sorry you had to hear that. That's unfortunate. Well, we're going to go to a break. 701-293-9000. You want to join the program? 888-970-9329. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. I'm all for robust political debate, and I got a thick skin. I've been doing this for 13 years. I don't I don't care. People could call me names, anything else. It doesn't bother me. But the, just the, the level of just it, – it's, it's even beyond vitriol. It's just gibberish. At times that have that have surrounded the um, that have surrounded this these protests is just is just amazing. I mean the 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 hatred that is that is pouring out from a group of people who who accuse everybody else of of hate a lot of the time. It's uh it's it's really unfortunate. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. We got a few minutes left if you want to join the program. Um. Anyway, just just really unfortunate, and 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 like I said, you know, I've been talking about a little bit about, um, you know, if you're upset about at a business, you're upset about something you're reading on on social media, take a deep breath and, and try to move on. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of idiots on the internet. I mean, big surprise. Everybody has access to the internet. Uh, even the even the uh, the jerks and a holes out there have um, have access to the internet, and they're out there and they're gonna say idiotic things. And the best thing to do is to stop, stop reacting to them, block them, mute them, don't engage them, you know. And if, and especially, 
if you try to go after him and you try to get him fired or you try to and, and again I have heard this from so many people who have been threatened, who have had their employers contacted, uh, people trying to get each other in trouble or whatever. And it's not necessarily just one side of this debate either. Um, it's just it's so unacceptable and it's so unnecessary and it's it really it's it's childish. I mean, are we are we not grown ups? Where we could just, if, if you read something you disagree with, you could just move on with your life. Sometimes I, I, I think when we think about threats to free, uh, threats to, to free speech, uh, we see them as, as coming down from on high. And I think sometimes we need to be careful of, we need to be careful of the threats that come from each other. You know, we're again we make it so that it's impossible to exp- express a point of view without without some level of risk to yourself or your livelihood it's scary